Here we go. Season two of the Year Worth Knowing podcast. I couldn't stay away for a minute longer. Writing and talking about social anxiety lights me up. Yes, I know it's a strange obsession. And I knew I had many ideas to tackle and many discussions and conversations that I wanted to have with you. So I'm really excited to start this season. And so I'm kickstarting it with a foundational episode on the different types of therapies that can help you manage your social anxiety. Welcome to the Your Words Knowing Podcast. I'm your host, Roxana Alexandru from Honest Rocks, and I am obsessed with social anxiety. After a decade of trying to figure out how to manage it on my own, I'm on a mission now to share every little insight I've gained along the way. Every week, we'll get just a little bit closer to unraveling the mystery of it so you can live the best version of yourself because you are worth knowing. Let's get to it. Now, I did the research for you in case you've been considering going to therapy for social anxiety, but you weren't exactly sure which way to go or what kind of therapies are available to you. Now, personally, I have been to therapy. Praise the universe. I had the opportunity because it came with a lot of benefits and I have definitely made some progress in my life in general, but it was systemic therapy, not related to social anxiety. I probably would have explored some options for social anxiety had I known what I was dealing with back in the day when I was really struggling with social anxiety. And I really wish that I had more knowledge and information to educate myself on how I could manage whatever it was that I was dealing with. Now, instead, I actually self-helped myself one struggle at a time with ad hoc ideas and solutions. And eventually I made my way out of social anxiety, out of that maze, because it was really a winding road that I took. There were so many detours. Yeah, I made it out, but I probably could have shaved a couple of years by going through therapy. So you're in the right place if you know that you have social anxiety and you're potentially considering going to therapy, and maybe you've even done your research. So maybe this is not new information, but it might give you some new insights. Who knows? Anyway, if you feel debilitated by social anxiety, having a hard time leaving the house, making friends, expressing yourself, or getting a job because of it, then therapy might be an excellent place to start. Of course, you can always go through all of my content as well, I have a lot of free resources on my website, honestrocks.com, that come from my proper experience and the strategies that I've used to help me manage my social anxiety. So you can use my guides, read my blog posts, and use my courses as a stepping stone if you don't want to jump straight into therapy, which is totally fine as well. It's your journey. You want to be able to go at it as comfortable as you, you can. But if you are curious and you want to know your options, here are nine therapies you can look into. Now for each, I will give you a quick definition and when it's recommended to use that therapy and its respective techniques. In future episodes, I'll go more in depth and give you examples for each one of these therapies, but it might be too much of an episode right now to do that. So stay tuned. And if there's one therapy that stands out to you, let me know and I'll get to that one faster. Now, the first therapy is cognitive behavioral therapy, which is called technically CBT. You've probably heard of it. It's considered one of the most effective and popular treatments for social anxiety. Everyone's throwing the CBT around. 
because it works. So CBT works by helping you identify and challenge unhelpful thought patterns that lead to anxiety. And it helps you replace them with more positive and realistic thoughts. Because let's be honest, most of the time when we have social anxiety, it's not really based in reality. It's just more of the story and the narrative that we tell ourselves, specifically around other people. And so CBT helps because it involves gradually confronting scary social situations in a safe and structured way, right? So that's kind of cool. Now, when would you use the techniques under CBT? So you can use CBT to prepare for social situations. So before you're about to step into your car to drive to that dreaded happy hour, you can use the techniques. You can also tap into the techniques while you're experiencing social anxiety. So in the moment. And of course, you can use them post social interaction to reflect back on what happened. And I know that's sometimes the hardest part because you're ruminating, you're overthinking, you feel embarrassed about what happened. So CBT can really help you with the post-event processing. Now, the second type of therapy is called exposure therapy. And yes, you've probably heard about this. It's also one of the main ones used to treat social anxiety and it falls technically under CBT. Um, it's like an activity under CBT, but it can also stand by itself when you are gradually and repeatedly exposing yourself to social situations that scare you. So exposure therapy helps you face your social fears by gradually placing yourself in those situations so you can train yourself to handle them. But this is where most people go wrong with exposure therapy. They think that just by going to work daily and being around people is exposure. It's not. You could do that every day for years and you won't progress with your social anxiety. You might even have it worse. And that's because exposure therapy has to be deliberate, intentional, and reflective. You must build up slowly and in the areas that matter to you, right? You can grab my 35 task workbook based on progressive exposure therapy. I keep adding tasks because it's fun. So any future tasks that I add are going to be free for you. And since you're listening to the podcast, you'll get the offer link to grab the workbook for just 15 bucks. So that's a steal. Now, when would you use the techniques? under exposure therapy. So there's a prepping stage before you go into live action Tom Cruise mode, right? So once you're dead specific on what your struggle is and what you want to tackle, you'll use exposure therapy in a controlled environment, hopefully with a therapist, and then gradually translate it to real life exposures. This is a regular practice that you want to employ if you want to see results. So for example, I test my social anxiety as often and frequently as possible. And I did a short video a few weeks ago with some of the tasks that I've recently done to spike my cortisol. Because if I don't test it, if I don't manage it, it's going to come roaring back. And I do not want to deal with social anxiety in a way that's debilitating anymore. I've been there. I've done that. I'm over it. I want to manage it. Therapy number three, mindfulness-based therapy. Interesting, right? Sounds new age. Yes. So this one will encourage you to focus on the present moment rather than worrying about the future or ruminating on the past. Where do I sign up for this? It's about getting the skills to manage anxiety 
and reduce negative thought patterns. And yes, as basic as this sounds, this is where we all find ourselves victims of our inner critic and limiting beliefs. It's not as simple as saying, well, I'm just going to focus on the here and now moving forward. Done. No, it doesn't work like that. Our brain has a brain of its own in that sense. It likes to mess with us. Now, when do you use the techniques under this type of therapy? So similar to CBT, you can use this therapy to prepare for social events. So pre-event, that's when you, you would use some of these mindfulness techniques. You can incorporate the techniques into a daily routine to ground yourself. And you can also implement them during social interactions when external stimuli and the inner dialogue become too overwhelming to handle, right? Now, the fourth therapy is acceptance and commitment therapy, ACT. Now, ACT involves accepting anxiety and fear as part of life while committing to move forward despite these feelings. So it emphasizes mindfulness, acceptance, and behavior change. So you'll notice throughout this episode that these are the keywords throughout all these therapies. They all kind of have this recurring theme within them because this stuff really works. So when would you use the techniques under ACT? So you can use them again for pre-event planning. So you can bring in mindfulness therapy here as well and intertwine these two. You can use them amid an anxiety episode. You can also use the ACT techniques to disconnect from your thoughts. So after an event, you can use ACT to reflect on what you've experienced. And it is also recommended to add it to your daily routine. So yes, this is a therapy that you can deploy on your own and incorporate as part of your, your daily activities. Number five, group therapy. This is probably the most recognizable type of therapy as we see it popping up a lot in movies alongside talk therapy. But in group therapy, you can practice your social skills with others that are in the same boat as you are. Not sure how you feel about that. You know, it can have its pros and cons, but it gives you a supportive environment where you can share your experiences and the strategies that either work or don't work for you. But, you know, sometimes even knowing that others are going through the same phase, the same things, the same struggles, doesn't necessarily make it easier to get past them, right? So yes, I can understand why group therapy can work, but at the same time, not necessarily. I remember being in a Toastmasters group, which is an international organization dedicated to helping people up-level their presentation skills. And we would have this weekly meeting at the office. And each time I got up to give a speech, I had the same anxiety. It wasn't necessarily lessened because I knew everyone at the table was at the same level or in the same boat. But in a way, I did feel the group support and the non-judgmental atmosphere in the room. So, so there's that aspect of it that I can see why it would help. So when would you use the techniques that you learn in group therapy? This is great when you're just starting on your journey and you're not exactly sure what the trouble is, you know, what your challenges are, what areas of your life social anxiety is debilitating you. So group therapy can help you understand that better because it's about learning more about social anxiety and yourself in the context of your symptoms. 
when you feel like you're over your head, you have nowhere to turn, at least you have a group that knows what you're going through and they can help you manage that so you don't feel so alone. Therapy number six. I hope I'm going to get this right. Dialectical behavior therapy. That's, that's not easy to say. Now, I'm going to name it DBT. That's what it stands for, Dialectical Behavior Therapy, DBT. So although DBT is primarily used for people with borderline personality disorder and severe emotional regulation issues, it can also be effective for social anxiety because, again, it combines CBT, remember, therapy number one, with mindfulness, which was therapy number three, <laughs> emotional regulation and distress tolerance strategies. Pretty cool, right? So when would you use the techniques under this therapy? So you can use the techniques here to prepare again for social events during therapy sessions, of course, and in moments of anxiety, because it gives you self-soothing techniques that you can fall back upon. And something that stands out about this type of therapy is that it will have you reflect on past social events to reinforce yourself for future ones positively. So you can use this in your daily life and in moments of crisis. I thought that was pretty cool. Therapy number seven, social skills training. So this behavior therapy improves social skills in people with social anxiety, and it can involve practicing different social scenarios and receiving feedback and coaching to improve yourself. So maybe it might not be available in your area as a therapy, but maybe you can find a group that deals with improving social skills. So when would you use the techniques from this type of therapy? In the therapy sessions, you will perform role-playing exercises after identifying your challenges so that you can prepare for social events, kind of like an actor would for a scene. So you would be in that kind of a situation. Um, and then you can use the training during real-life social situations by self-monitoring yourself and applying the skills you've learned. So you can also use the skills and the techniques post-social event to, again, debrief and reinforce yourself positively. Therapy number eight, compassion-focused therapy, CFT. This is another therapeutic approach that can benefit people with social anxiety. So CFT is designed to help those who struggle with shame and self-criticism, which are common issues for those of us that have experienced social anxiety. And so CFT is based on the understanding that compassion can be powerful for healing and change. So when would you use these techniques under CFT? So when you anticipate that you have to go to a social event, you can use them during therapy sessions, in moments of high anxiety, and you desperately need like a break from yourself, post-event, of course, and you can incorporate them in your daily routines. Now, the last therapy is called EMDR, and it stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing, and this can help manage social anxiety. It also helps with trauma. It helps people process traumatic memories and the stress associated with them. So if you have a traumatic experience that's related to social anxiety, this can be a great therapy to try out. It can also tackle the negative beliefs and thought patterns that trigger your social anxiety. So in EMDR, in a therapy session, the therapist will help you identify a specific social situation you are anxious about. 
You will then focus on that situation while the therapist uses bilateral stimulation. So eye movements, tapping, or sounds to help your brain process a particular memory. So EMDR is very structured. It's delivered over six to 12 sessions and it can help you reduce your social anxiety, you know, around social situations, um, change your negative beliefs about yourself and help you feel more confident in social situations. Now, when would you use the techniques under this therapy? So this is a little bit different because it's more of an in-house therapy that digs into your past. So the techniques themselves are usually administered by a licensed therapist. So it's not something that you can do on your own. You really need that therapist to guide you and to help you process. So once you identify and share a traumatic event with the therapist, they can guide you through the session to pinpoint how that event contributes or contributed to your social anxiety. And throughout multiple sessions, your symptoms should see an improvement as you let go of the trauma together with a the therapist. Sounds pretty healing, doesn't it? Now, I do have to mention that if you are interested in EMDR for social anxiety, please just do your research and find a therapist who is trained in this type of therapy. It's, it's very niche um, So you really need a particular type of therapist that can handle this and knows what they're doing. Now, I am curious, did you pick up on any pattern throughout this episode with all of these therapies. You can pause and think about it, but they all involve a lot of inner work. So a lot. Some keywords to take away with you today that are spread out and, and, and are kind of like a theme in all of them are mindfulness, acceptance, compassion. So keep these three principles at the forefront of your mind because they will help you in the fight against social anxiety. But before I let you go, there's another type of therapy I haven't mentioned. And it's not really tied to social anxiety per se, but I find it so interesting that I wanted to share with you. And maybe you can do your own research and see if you can apply some of the fundamentals and principles to your social anxiety journey. So this therapy is called logotherapy. You might have heard of it. If you haven't, you might have heard of the founder, which is Viktor Frankl. He was a Holocaust survivor of several concentration camps, and he published the book Man's Search for Meaning in 1946 about his experience of extreme suffering and inhumane conditions, which gave way to his theory that meaning in life is the most powerful driving force in humans. And that's what logotherapy is about. So he created logotherapy, which is a form of existential analysis, which focuses on finding meaning through all life experiences, including the painful and distressing ones. Something to ponder on as you begin your research on each one of these therapies. Definitely something to read up on and see if it sparks anything within you. I find it extremely powerful and inspiring. So I hope that you found this episode valuable and you can take it with you and do more research and see how you can bring therapies into your life. I had a lot of fun doing this research and digging my own um, information for it. 
But I would love to know which of these therapies resonates the most with you and if you're willing to give one a go. And yeah, which one you would go with. Or maybe you have actually tried one of these and you want to share your experience with me. I would love to hear it. And so you can shoot me an email at rocks at honestrocks.com. Don't forget the 35 task workbook to challenge your social anxiety, which is using progressive exposure therapy by clicking on the link in the show notes. And I will see you next week where I'm going to do a deeper dive into exposure therapy. It's a beast. You want to stick around for that one. See you then.